Yes, I'm Cliff Patterson, up here again. I, I just preached a couple weeks ago, but uh, uh, Pastor Matt called and said, hey, I want to give you an opportunity to share your testimony. You can share it on your salvation story or whatever you like. And I thought about it, and, you know, typically a, a, a testimony is just how you came to Christ, but a, a testimony can be other things too, and I was just thinking about it, and I, I feel like I have had a a more difficult time discerning God's will for my life in this world than in the next, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Like, I know that Jesus died for me, and I have, I don't wrestle with that at all, and uh, so I, I wanted to share uh, just about probably a section of my past 10 years or so, um, and just how God has brought me through that, and how resting on scripture and God's word has strengthened me um, through a lot of challenges in our life, and just um, things that we feel like the Lord has called us to. And um, <clears throat> I've shared publicly now from the pulpit about um, my family's desire to, we feel like God has opened the door for us to move to Israel for me to pursue a master's degree. And uh, normally when I tell people that they're, they're like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard, or they're usually kind of like, what's your problem? Or that's really cool. So we don't, it's kind of like, you know, spin the wheel. We don't know what we're going to get, what kind of reaction we're going to get. <clears throat> but that was not something that we came into overnight. It was, it's been years of us talking, meditating, planning, preparing, and just challenges that would make us feel like that, well, no, this is not what the Lord has for us. And when I left Israel for my first visit in 2004, I just had a desire to return back. Um, and at that time, I didn't really pay it much attention. I thought it was an outlandish idea. I was not married, didn't even know Bree, no kids, obviously. Young 24-year-old boy. Um, and came back home to Florida. Went to the military, started my life. You know, got married. Started having a family, making a family, and then I guess this conversation started again in 2011. After I'd already completed the military, I was finishing up my bachelor's degree. We were living in Virginia trying to figure out what our next move was. We were talking about missions. We were talking about, um, we didn't want to come to Florida. We were trying in any way to not come back to Florida. We, I've lived in Florida all my life. We, at this time, we're in Virginia, and we're just like, let's just go somewhere else other than Florida. And, of course, you know, started praying about it, started fasting and praying about it. And at this time, I had found out about this school that I'm now interested in, in attending and realized that my GI Bill benefits would help pay for school. I'm like, well, this is it. This is, And started looking more into the school and just fell in love with it. And it's like, this is just everything. It's, it's a, a master's degree, plus it's in the land of Israel. I just want to go and be submerged in the land and just walk where Jesus walked and walked where the prophets walked. And But as we continued to pray, um, of course, Bree was open to it, but um, I got a phone call in the middle of my time of fasting and praying that my mom, she called me and she's like, you know, I, I just, I hate to say this out loud. I don't know how to say this, but I have a mass on my lungs and I've got to start chemotherapy and radiation immediately. And, um, you know, at that point, I just, I knew that I was coming back here, and so we uh, broke our lease and moved to Florida and started doing school online and helping out 
many of you know my parents, they owned a, a small business here over in DeBerry. There's a family-run business, and I worked there before I went into the military, so I came back to help run it because she was going to be going through chemo, and then my dad was right by her side, so he wasn't there to run the business either. So my brothers, there was a couple of my brothers who were already there, and um, I, I went to help. And so that's what started us back here in Florida in 2011, and we've been trying to leave ever since. <laughs> But, you know, my mom came out of remission, so we started looking at it again. You know, I actually enrolled in the school. I was accepted, started doing the preliminary materials. And one day after church, my mom takes us out to dinner or out to lunch, and then, you know, she tells us in tears that she's out of remission. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, the door's been closed again. I'm not going to leave, you know, with my mom going through this. We were just very hopeful that she had come out of that and was doing well and she eventually passed in 2014 um and here we go 2016 a couple years later you know i picked up my mom's mantle that she was doing at the business and started doing her her jobs at the business and on top of my own and um we started talking about it again one day in my office at the house Bree and I just, it was 2016. It's like, well, let's not forget about this. You know, Bree was the one that kind of started encouraging me this time. I'm just like, you know, that's just, it's too outlandish. It's, it's you know, it's, it's irresponsible. Uh, it, doesn't, it just doesn't sound responsible of me to take my family over there, you know. It just doesn't sound like a good idea. But as we continued to talk about it, we decided uh, from some wisdom that we had got, just like at least test the call. Um, so the school offered a, a summer program that we could just go over there and I could do a two-week summer program in July of 2016. So I did it, loved it, came back, was on fire. Yeah, I want to do this. And um, we had our fourth child after I came back and then it was just like, this is really getting too improbable for a family of six to go and do this. I don't have the finances. It's too much money. I'm not going to go in debt over this and so you know I just remember leaving the house one day and I just kind of I just forgot about it I was like no this this is my life I'm I'm, I'm here for the grind um, you know we're here in Deltona Lake Helen where I was living at the time this is what we're gonna do and just and then 2019 rolls around and Bree starts talking about it again and so that's when I'm like, well, it must be the Lord because if Bree's trying to encourage me to do it, it, it can't be me. And, you know, I said, I told her that I can't do this by myself. I'm not going to be geographically separated from the family. And I'm not going to drag you over there. And I'm not going to drag the family over there. I mean, it's got to be something that you want to do. You've got to be all in um, because it's just not going to be me. And... So she decided that we decided together, really. I said, well, why don't you just go do the same thing that I did? Why don't you go to the two-week program that I went on? And then she was like, I can't do that. And then she was like, can I? I don't know. So, um, so she went. I stayed home with the kids, and she came back. Of course, um, she had networked and met people and got in, intertwined with the school and the, a local church there and you know, I started learning Hebrew. I was like, okay, well, we're going to start doing this. Started making steps. And then in 2020, my dad gets sick. 
and he had a tumor in his biliary duct, and it was a form of pancreatic cancer. And um, so I went back to grieving. I was like, slid this thing off the table again. And I, I, just, I wouldn't be able to leave. I just couldn't leave. Yeah, I, just, I felt a responsibility to stay and help with the business. And, um, you know, my dad relied on me and my other brothers for a lot. And, you know, I just, I just couldn't leave. I just knew that the Lord was calling me here. And it was just, it was a conflict all the time. It, it, it's been such a conflict all this time to feel like you have a calling on your life to go do something, and yet God continues to slam the door in your face. And you're like, what? I mean, I, 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 we, we would have these, we felt like personal signs, personal revelations between Bree and myself that this was a trajectory we were going. is like, am I off that bad? I mean, am I missing God that much? I mean, am I just that oblivious? And then I would start getting upset because I'm just like, am I just, can I not hear God at all? I mean, so it, it's been a struggle for the past years of just having these things happen. And throughout this time, we walked with my dad through his medical issues. And uh, my grandparents started having their own medical issues. And my wife, Bree, was with my grandfather throughout his whole chemotherapy process. And and there was silver linings in that because we witnessed his um, his confession in Christ, which is which was a great blessing and something we were praying for. And you know, he passed last year, and then my grandma passed this year. And my dad he he did pass in 2020. And um, <clears throat> so we were our 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 life was just completely consumed with service for the past three years. And, and this is about a 12, everything I've talked about is about a 12-year survey of our life. And so I just wanted to put that out there. That's what the past 12 years has looked like, all that confusion, um, but God's faithfulness through it and helping us through it. But, and in the middle of that 12 years, I started having some health problems. I started having some digestive issues, gallbladder, liver issues uh, that sent me to the hospital a few times, and I had a really bad bout of sciatica. Um, and in 2016, I was listening to this preacher I listen to every once in a while, and uh, it was a sermon he was preaching, and it was on six, uh, Isaiah 64, 1 through 4, and it was just one of those times, you know, when God speaks to you, you know, I like, not like, hey, that's an encouraging word, or hey, nice word, I mean, God spoke to me, you know, and Isaiah 64, 1 through 4, Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might quake at your presence, and when the fire kindles the brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, and that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome things that we did not look for, you came down. The mountains quaked at your presence from of old. No one has heard or perceived by the ear or eye has seen a God besides you who acts for those who wait for him. And if any of you have ever been to my office at the salvage yard, I had Isaiah 64, 4 right above my desk. And when I was being discouraged, when I was getting irritated, when I was mad that things weren't working out, and I would read that. From of old, no one has heard or perceived by the ear, no eye has seen a God besides you who waits, who acts 
for those who wait for him. And I was just really moved by God's word saying that he will act for those who wait for him. So, and it was in this time that I was having a really hard time in 2016. My relationship with my dad was strained. I felt overworked at his business. He, I believed he had unrealistic expectations of me. I was underpaid. I felt underappreciated. I started to grow very envious of what others seemed to be able to do with their discretionary income that I didn't have. I felt trapped by family responsibilities and obligations. I felt that I was in that grind. I had no escape. I was angry. I started becoming depressed. And um, I believe that my outlook and my demeanor at that time was what led to my health issues. And I had a, I've always had a great marriage, but the only time there was tension in our marriage was at the end of the month when I was calling Brian to discuss the finances. I, I know that she hated the end of the month because I would just get upset and it's just like I would, we don't have enough money for this. Why are you buying food for the kids, you know? <laughs> we don't need gas. <laughs> um, but the thing was, is I had a poor outlook. I was not looking at how God was providing. Um, God did give us very little. He provided, but he provided just what we needed. And I was frustrated and tired of that. I was tired of dropping the kids off and everyone had a new car and I had Bree in an old clunker. And um, I, was, I was tired of having to go over there and jump her off in the parking lot of the school and everyone's coming out in their two-year-old vehicles and, you know, devil trying to make me feel embarrassed and all those things. <clears throat> But I decided to wait on the Lord and just to start waiting. But even while I was waiting on the Lord, I was still upset. I was angry. And then God gave me another verse. And uh, it was Psalm 37, 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who has prospered in his way, over a man who carries out evil devices. And... One day, after I had read that verse, God gave me like a vision. I mean, I'm not talking about like, you know, the angels came down or whatever, but just he just gave me a vision of myself. And, and uh, just like many of you who are married or whatever, have a family, you stop by Publix when you're out or you stop by Winn-Dixie, you stop to get food or whatever. <laughs> And um, there was many times that we would do that, and Bree was like, I'm going to go in and grab a few things. And she would usually take longer in the store than I thought she should. <clears throat> I don't know why that is. Every time a woman goes into the store, I'll be, I'll be a few minutes, but it's not a few minutes. It's never a few minutes. Um, so she would come out, and I would, I would usually have snarky comments. I mean, how long does it take to get cereal and milk, really? <clears throat> The kids are back here. They're yelling. They're hot. They're annoyed. What are you doing in there? Start sending texts. I thought you were just grabbing a few things. We just went over our finances. Did you start telling your life story to the cashier? In this vision that God gave me of myself, I was 
I was just tapping my foot, leaning up against a wall, frustrated, arms crossed, and brows scowled. And it was just reminding me how I would treat Bree sometimes about this. And he showed me that, uh, he said to me, he's like, you're waiting on Bree, but you're not waiting patiently, are you? And, um, and not only was he getting on to me for treating her that way, he was, he was telling me I was treating him the same way. He's like, you're waiting on me, but you're not waiting very patiently. You've got a nasty attitude. You're not waiting in faith. Like, God, what are you doing? God, what are you waiting for? I'm still here, you know. Can I get a break, God? Well, over all this time, you know, God has brought my whole family to a place of faith for this something that we're looking to do. And um, I've been very tight-lipped about it just because I don't like to say we're going to do something and not do it. <laughs> and I don't want to say we're going to do something and have door, the Lord slam the door shut in my face again. Um, but, you know, we told the elders, and it really looks like a reality this time. It seems like God has moved our life into a place to where we can actually do this. Um, when my dad passed and we sold his house, you know, of course, I got an inheritance of that. And um, just how God provided financially for me to do this is just amazing and unexpected. And um, as we're making these steps now, I find myself in the hospital again a couple weeks ago. And here's all these feelings coming right back. Uh, all these, oh, it's not going to happen. God's throwing this thing off the table again. And uh, um, I went in. They said I needed to remove my gallbladder. And at the time, it didn't seem to be an urgent thing. So for my own reasons, I decided to, well, We'll come back. They said it was an outpatient. We can come back as an outpatient. And then Bree left for Camp Abide. And um, <clears throat> throughout this time, the next day, right, the day that she left, I started experiencing symptoms, the same symptoms that my dad had experienced uh, that sent him into the hospital that showed he had a tumor in his biliary duct. And I was having the same exact symptoms. And, you know, that whole week, you know, I didn't talk to Bree about it. I didn't really talk to anyone about it. But, I mean, like, that shadow of death is a real thing. And, you know, in my heart of hearts, I was like, no, I'm just overreacting. But, man, it just gets thick. And, you know, when, you're, when your mind is already getting the best of you, you know, the devil wastes no opportunity, right? He's like, oh, he's at a low spot. Let's, let's run in. And... um. I mean, I, I really, I started preparing. I started writing down all my passwords. Okay, well, this is it, you know, getting all my affairs in order. <laughs> um, I was, and uh, I waited until Friday before I went to CentraCare to go get checked out because I knew that they were going to send me to the emergency room because uh, of the symptoms that they wouldn't be able to take care of. And um, I went ahead and shaved my beard because I'm like, I'm, I'm going to get operated on, so I might as well just go ahead and get this thing out the way. And, uh, and I was right. Um, they said, you need to go to the hospital. You need to go to the emergency room. And um, Bree came back at like 3 o'clock that morning. And she's like, what's wrong, Cliff? What's wrong? I was like, well, we need to figure out what we're going to do tomorrow. We need to, you know, have someone come over, watch the kids. I've got to go to the hospital. And, you know, told her everything that was going on. But 
But, you know, praise the Lord, yes. I mean, it was gallstones that was blocking my biliary duct. It was not a tumor like it was for my dad. And, you know, they had to take some time to remove that, and they removed my gallbladder, and here I am. But, um, but just that waiting, and again, I just preached like two weeks ago about God's shalom, and I was remembering that the whole time. And there was a, a couple that came up and talked to me, too, about who was having some impending medical issues um, and how that was helpful for them, and just how quickly God made me practice what I preached, um, and just digging into Christ and finding that shalom, and how quickly just a symptom was ready to rob that, and how quickly it was ready to try to steal my faith, and And, you know, I, I can't wait to go on this journey with the Lord. You know, I, and I believe that God has still opened that door for us. And, um, and then even, even if he doesn't, you know, the whole thing would not be for not. It would not be the, 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 the end goal is not to go to Israel, but it, it's just my walk with the Lord and our faith through that as a family and, and how, we've, how we've walked through that. And, <clears throat> and, you know, just as I thought about th this is my testimony over the past 10 years and I'm sure that I'm not the only one who feels like they have a word from the Lord that for something in their life. I mean, we know Christ wants us to be saved. That, that, that's his will for us. He wants us to accept Christ, bow the knee, walk in obedience, repent of sin. That's just a general universal thing. But I also <clears throat> believe, you know, some of us have different callings. You may have a calling to the ministry. You may have a calling to a certain job. And I've had the most difficult time discerning what that was for me. Sometimes God just puts you there like he did with my family. But also I just had this calling that I felt like God was leaning, uh, leading us towards. And So if my testimony can be at all helpful in any way, I guess I just ask you what your Israel is. What is the thing that you keep believing God for that maybe when it gets close, it seems like the door gets slammed in your face or it just gets yanked out of your hands? Um, you know, may, maybe maybe uh, it, it, we can even call it an Isaac you know, maybe there's just some things that God calls us just, you know what? Yeah, you can do this, but I want you to sacrifice it. And I've even considered that. It's like, Lord, do you just want me to sacrifice this? I mean, just, I would rather know what you want me to do because not knowing what you want me to do is killing me. Um, and that's how I felt like a lot of the time. So, and I just wanted to give you those three things that I did that God helped me along the way. And the first one was wait patiently for him. Not only wait, but wait patiently and wait in faith. And do the last thing that God told you to do, whatever that was. And that's, that's, I know that the Lord told us and moved us to come back here and help out with the family. I know that. I don't, I never doubted that. But I still had this felt calling of something else off in the future. So when Whatever you're praying for, do what the Lord has already told you to do and be faithful. And then lastly, do what you're already supposed to be doing as a Christian. Assemble with your church, serve at your church, give at your church. Because um, 
you know, when I came here to Grace Life, I, I wasn't really ready for all that. Um, I, I, and that was one of the conversations that we had when I was nominated as an elder. I, you know, I told Tommy about this. It's like, this is a thing that I have, and I really want to do it, and it kind of looks like it's going to happen. I was already making plans, and this was before my mom, my dad got sick, and lo and behold, you know, I was, I was here another three years, and I was able to fulfill this call of ministry, this position that he gave me uh, to walk into, and um, so I think I've taken enough time, but just stay faithful, and whether it's a saved loved one, if it's a, a calling, or if it's reconciliation in your family, just continue to pray, continue to stay on your knees, don't stop, and stay faithful. Don't get angry, wait on the Lord patiently, and I know that that's what has helped us come through this time. God bless you guys.